Do you really know the world surrounding you? Do you sometimes feel that other worlds seem to exist beneath the surface of space, time, and reality? Can you picture in your head a situation where all these worlds crash down around you? Can you touch the other side? These are the tales of the fantastical, the macabre, and the supernatural. Boldly influenced in depth by the powers that were, the powers that are, and the powers that will be. Welcome to Dark Charm Presents. Episode 203, Cat and Mouse. Written by Danny Atwell and Miguel Pedroza. A formal party is happening in a posh modern home. Light music plays in the background, and a light banter reverberates from the people inside enjoying the party atmosphere. A bald white man sits in a chair on the back patio, alone, looking at his phone and waiting for someone. From inside the party, a svelte, well-put-together, tan-skinned white man comes outside and sits down in the chair across from him. Hey, thanks for waiting here for me. I'm surprised you came, truthfully, uh, Mr. Castilia, because, uh, you know. Yeah, invitations of this caliber are hard to come by this day and age, you know? Oh, yeah, true, true. That's why I don't normally send them, which is doubly why I'm surprised you're here. Do you want a drink, by the way? Mm, no, I'm here on the clock. Always working. And... Yeah, well, I'm going to have another drink. Will you gather whatever thoughts you have and want to talk about out there, Mr. Castilia? Robert Juice Meadows stood up and left the patio for a moment. He came back with a glass of scotch. Mr. Castilia is obviously flustered at the treatment. Juice points at him and gives him a condescending smile. Hey, say, you ever had 25-year-old scotch? Mr. Castilia begins to answer, but is cut off. Nah, I don't suppose you would, huh? Being so low in your little job. Well, I mean, not low, but definitely at low level. Can't say that I have. Being down in the muck, I really don't have the chance to rub elbows with such powerful men. You should try it sometime. Opens lives to a... Uh, Newer and fresher and better experiences. Speaking of trying, it seems a lot of people are getting picked up and spilling guts to a lot of other people, especially at this party. Networking. Is, is that not a good thing? It usually is, but when all the talking is leading to dead ends and goose chases, it leaves a lot of people few choices. Choices like uh, coming to my home, sitting in my very expensive chair, and talking to me taking up my time while I host very important people. That kind of decision? You're catching on. So why am I involved in your chases and geese and whatever it is you're caught up in? Well, your name comes up a lot. Cops and criminals like to tell tales, you know? Juice remained coy, but cool. He read every twitch, every movement of his manner. When he finally got the read he was looking for, he responded. I don't know. Why don't you enlighten me, huh? Considering your close personal friends, one of the head state prosecutors dancing in your living room, and you having the mayor's personal number makes people nervous. Well, I mean, come on. I don't, I don't have his personal phone number. <laughs> don't be silly. I have his office number. You know, etiquette. 
and all that good stuff. Mr. Castilla nodded and brought out his phone to look up things and quote the text on his screen. According to a lot of reports, your name has been heavily involved in my business and its affairs. 29 times to be exact. So, I guess I'm what you call the messenger, passing along a little hint. Stay out of our way. Please. Juice smiled and gulped down the scotch, letting the burn invigorate. Moments later, another white man with Nordic features came out to the patio from the party. He sat on Juice's lap and handed him another drink. This time, it looked like rum and coke. He was lithe, androgynous, and was in a yellow tank top with the logo Juicy Fruit on the front. His black jeans were tighter than Castilia would have liked to see, as this man's crotch was clearly visible. The man licked Juice's lips playfully at first, and then kissed him sensuously. He turned to notice him. Hey, uh, who's your friend, babe? Does he want a drink too? I'm missing you in the party. People are wondering if this fine gentleman is trying to steal you away from me. <laughs> him? No, 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 no. He's just an old friend who's leaving soon. Go enjoy the party. I'll be in shortly. We're discussing, um, a business. The two exchanged wow. a quick kiss on the lips, and Leif waved goodbye to him. After a moment, he walked back into the party. Castilia chuckled slightly. That's funny. What's that? I never expected someone like you to be one of, you know, those. Juice leaned forward, locked eyes with him, jaw flexed in anger. Because I like men? That makes me somehow less than human? Huh? Grow up. This isn't the 50s anymore there, Buddy Holly. No, it's not. No, you were saying something about getting in your way. I believe. Was that a threat? A threat? Please, don't be so mundane. It's simply a request from people that make more money than me. In a bipolar sort of way, a way which alerted Castilia, Juice <laughs> relaxed again. Yeah. Are you sure you won't have a drink? No, that's okay. I probably couldn't afford it anyway. <laughs> You're goddamn right. That's why I'm offering. I thought you'd uh, have an appreciation for the finer things in life. It's not your fault you've never thought you could deserve better, especially being with the people you work for. An awkward silence came from both men until Castilia finally spoke up. Are you attempting to bribe me then? Get me to come to your side. <laughs> no, please. If I was trying to bribe you, you'd know it. And with all these uh, allegations being thrown around these days, I don't think you're department would like to have your name associated with whatever it is I'm being accused of this week. Castilia leaned forward, putting his phone away and sighing as anger settled into his features. Well, there's so many. Human trafficking, drug smuggling, murder, racketeering, corruption of elected officials, arms dealing, hell. I bet I could just throw a dart at a wall with every conceivable crime committed by someone of your stature. No. Well, in that case, I believe we have nothing left to say to each other, do we? You threatened me, but I won't lower myself, especially to your standards, and now we part ways uh, amicably. Have a 
Have a good night. Castilia nodded as he got up and considered Juice's request for the moment. I suppose you're right. Forgive me for not shaking hands. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me for not walking you out, but please, feel free to use a service entrance. I'd be absolutely crushed if any of my guests were to see the kind of people they allow in here. Scum is a word that usually comes to mind, but I'm much more polite than that. He smirked as he looked upon Juice in contempt. Cute. But remember something, Mr. Meadows. What is done in the dark will eventually be brought to the light. Right. <laughs> kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. He left the patio in the direction that Juice suggested. Juice's face seemed flush as he reclined back into his chair and sipped his drink. Moments later, Leif came back out onto the patio, looking around. Sad to see your friend go, darling. What did he want? Juice looked over to his lover and pulled him close while putting on a fake smile. Uh, it's just some fuck who thinks he has me cornered. I think he knows too much, my dear. Leif's eyes went from loving and jovial to dead serious. He caressed Juice's face. Tell me what to do, my love. It'll be done. I know what I'm capable of. Take care of him. No witnesses. Make it as clean as possible. The order has a lot at stake, and I'll be damned if some low-life mafia biggity bitch decides to fuck that up. What about uh, the New Orleans Special Crimes Unit? You think uh, they're wise unto us as well? I mean, if the Mafia knows, what about Devereaux? <laughs> Even if they are, without that asshole who just walked out of here, they'll have nothing, no evidence to fall back on. Especially if you do your job right like I know you always do. Now go on. Take care of this asshole. I'll make sure that you are well compensated quite well. Several minutes later, Mr. Castilia exited the gated community and quickly walked towards his car. He pulled out the keys from his pocket and got inside. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw Leif come walking out of the gates and gestured to him to roll down his window. He sauntered up to the car and peeked his head inside. Hey, can I get a lift? I thought you lived here. Juice and I are exclusive, but we're not that attached yet. Please, can I, can I, I can make it worth your while. I don't think that's such a good idea. He stood up and crossed his arms. Is it because you, it makes you feel uncomfortable having a gay man in your car? No matter how fabulous I look? your mafia capos think bad of you? Or do you think a blowjob would com be completely up your alley? Castilia felt guarded, but not looking to be homophobic, put his hands up in protest. That has nothing to do with it, sir. I think it's just your closeness to Mr. Meadows. Well, I guess you don't want any juicy information. He looked at Leif curiously. There was an intrigue in the moment before him. He couldn't see where the intrigue came from, but there was a sense of majesty to the gay man's presence. Alluring, 
He'd never felt this way for a man before, but he took it as an opportunity. So you would be willing to divulge information? Doesn't really add up, Leif. Leif leaned back down to look him in the eyes, revealing his boyish charm, sensual smile, and his crystal blue eyes. His gaze seemed to sap any sense out of Mr. Castilia's conscience. A clever smirk came over his face as Castilia unlocked the door and let him inside. Seconds later, they were off. It was quiet in the car for the first several moments, until Castilia finally decided to break the ice. So where am I taking you? You can take me to bed if you want. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I know, I was just kidding you. You can take me to Mario's down the street and we could talk in the, in the bar. Castilia rolled his eyes. You're stringing me along. Had me going for a second. Juice is toying with you. His attention shifted at the tonal change. What do you mean by that? He is really doing all that stuff, isn't he? He is, and he is more powerful than you realize. Even your sources are wrong. Our sources are wrong? They have something to hide, baby doll. Your mafia bosses, especially the ones who oversee your Police activities are being pushed out of New Orleans due to the Order Vitalis. Hell, <laughs> some of those very same Mafia bosses are secretly members of our Order. Members who answer to my baby juice. His eyes widened at this revelation. Those... there are plants in the Mafia. Why are you telling me this now? Leif leaned into Castilia's ear and whispered softly. Because there's nothing you can do about it. Shockwaves of desire pierced into Castilia's brain. No woman had ever made him feel the way he felt in this moment. Did this make him gay? Or was this some kind of mesmerizing power that had captivated him to the point of questioning everything about his life? He swallowed his fear and fascination as he turned his car into the street where Mario's was located. He noticed the bar was closed. In fact, there were no cars around on the street at all. What the hell is going on? The bar is closed. A creepy smile came over Leif's face. This unnerved him. Oh, my sweet boy. Didn't you think that you'd be able to leave my presence with all that information, did you? <laughs> you like playing cat and mouse games, though, don't you, Wayne? Castilia's skin flushed pale. How did you know my first name? Leif's pretty, manicured nails traced Castilia's chest. By the time that Wayne realized what was going on, Leif's index finger had turned into a savage talon. Mm, I know lots of things about you, Wayne. I know that your bosses think you're a fucking joke. I know that you secretly think I'm interesting. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I also know that you've bitten off a hell of a lot more than you can chew. But most importantly, Back when you were 13, you and a bunch of guys beat up a gay classmate to death behind your school. That boy was my brother. So, this was all a ruse. You knew who I was? 
Castilia looked into his face. He noticed a bestial feel to his gaze. He drowned in his eyes, and for a moment, Leif was all there was. Wayne Castilia didn't exist. As Leif opened his lips to speak, Castilia noticed that his canines were slightly extended and sharp as fangs. Horror broke him from Leif's spell, but it was too late. He had to find a way out. Leif noticed that he was eyeing up his glove compartment in the car. How do you think a grunt like you got an invitation to the biggest bash of the year? As much as Juice manipulates the underworld of New Orleans, I have my share of manipulating him when I need to. Castilia was almost frozen in fear, but his gaze fell upon the glove compartment of his car. But Leif noticed. You're very interested in this glove box over here. Let me guess, you looking for condoms? Or is there a gun in there? I'm assuming it's the latter, but I've been wrong before. Leif pulled the glove box open slowly, grabbed the 9mm Glock from inside, and literally handed it to Castilia. No ounce of fear was in Leif's eyes. Castilia looked at the firearm in his grasp, and then back at Leif. What? What are you? Leif's claw once more caressed the curves of Castilia's body. He was toying with him. If he didn't think his life was in danger, this would have given Castilia a great thrill. He never felt Leif's bladed finger draw his blood, and taste the nectar of it. He was amazed at the lack of pain. I'm just a savage boy in a savage world. So if you want to play cat and mouse, I'll make a deal with you. That gun will not do you a lick of good. But you cannot say that the cat doesn't give the mouse a little bit of a chance. I will give you 30 seconds as a head start to escape. If you find a way to elude me, I let you live. But if I find you... A low growl emanated from Leif, and it hung heavy in the air. Castilia, in a panic, opened the door, quickly got out, and started running down the street. He knew he didn't have much time to hide, or even get out of the neighborhood. He needed help. He holstered his pistol, and screamed (gasps) to the top of his lungs. Help! Help! Someone help me! His cries fell on death ears, however, as he ran down the abandoned street. Just what happened here, he thought. No one was around. All the people had disappeared. Time stood still as Wayne Castilia darted down the alley. Maybe I can hide in a dumpster or something. I'm gonna get the drop on this bitch. He stooped down behind the dumpster and pulled the Glock out of its holster. A strange sound pierced his ears, as if he was hearing the sound of breathing. He was sure it was not his own. His heartbeat was audible in his brain, as the sheer panic of what was going on kept him on the edge. He began to hear Leif's voice from down the street. He was still counting. He waited to see which direction Leif would come from. He was full of surprises as he continued toying with him. He began to sing the famous song from A Nightmare on Elm Street. One, two, Leif is coming for you. Come on, come on. Three, 
for you'll be begging for more. <laughs> Leif finally came to the mouth of the alleyway. Without warning, Castilia stood up and started shooting the Enigma with every bullet in his magazine. Leif just stood there as every bullet slammed into him, but he never felt any of it. He saw Castilia and burst into laughter. <laughs> I gave you 30 seconds to run away, and I even gave you the hint that bullets wouldn't help you, and you still tried to lure me here. Wow! What a dumbass! In a blur, Leif bounded towards him, not like a human, but that of a panther or cheetah in the wild. Within seconds, Castilia saw Leif's face contort to that of a savage beast with fangs and bloodshot eyes as he sank his teeth into his throat. What really happened was that Castilia never actually left his car. Leif smiled as the man was in a trance behind the wheel. He pulled a pair of rubber gloves over his hands, pulled out a handkerchief from his pocket. Leif wiped down everything he touched and got out of the car. The forensic team would take care of the rest, especially if Juice pushed hard enough. Nothing that happened in Castilia's mind had actually occurred. An hour later, Leif walked back into Juice's home. The party was over, and he saw Juice had been sitting in a recliner watching the sun rise. He smiled as he turned towards his lover. Oh, hello, baby. Is, uh, is everything okay? It's done. Just let you know that I had a little fun with this one. Oh, I could tell. You're excited. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected anything less. You have been listening to Dark Charm Presents Cat and Mouse. Written by Miguel Pedroza and Danny Atwell. In the cast you heard as Gatekeeper, Robert Hunter, Juice, played by Miguel Pedroza, Mr. Castilia, played by Dan Mac McCloskey, and Leif, played by Danny Atwell. All rights reserved, copyright 2021. <laughs>